Hello, this is Steve Bailey. Happy to welcome you to episode three of Laughing Gas, a Charlie Chaplin podcast. That beautiful music you just heard is Chaplin's own theme for his feature film, The Kid, as beautifully rendered by Carl Davis for the astounding 1983 documentary, Unknown Chaplin. And that is what I am going to talk about today. It is not for nothing that silent film historian Kevin Brownlow has been regarded as a demigod among Hollywood buffs and received an honorary Oscar in 2011. And if he, along with his partner David Gill, had accomplished nothing in his life but unknown Chaplin, Brownlow would have more than earned his accolades. Acid test for Chaplin buffs. Watch just the first two and a half minutes of the first segment of this documentary and see if you're not moved to tears. This is a wonderful silent film documentary that by rights should not have existed in any form. Like a master magician, Chaplin was secretive about the tricks of his trade, and it was believed that he had destroyed all unknown footage from his films. Happily, this documentary proves him wrong, and we are all the richer for it. Besides providing eye-popping footage that shows, in a totally different light, films we thought we had endlessly seen and known, unknown Chaplin clearly demonstrated Chaplin's working method, that of rehearsing on film, as it's described by actor James Mason, who does a lovely job of narration throughout. Time after time, we see Chaplin flushing out a gem of an idea, sometimes to full fruition, other times to heartbreaking pointlessness and deletion from the final film. The documentary also makes clear that Chaplin didn't care how much time and money he spent to get things right. The suits at Mutual and First National Studios often had to be placated when it seemed as though Chaplin was blowing through their budgets with no result. But when Chaplin became his own producer at United Artists, his behavior was the same putting his money where his mouth was in order to achieve a quality film. <laughs> Unknown Chaplin is divided into three 50-minute segments. The first, My Happiest Years, Chaplin's own description of his 1916-17 period with Mutual Film Corporation, uses generous clips to detail the origins of many of his mutual shorts. The Immigrant, for example, began as a simple comedy of manners set in a small cafe, with Chaplin trying to impress Edna Proviance and Chaplin's longtime associate Henry Bergman playing a not very assertive waiter. After much trial and error, Bergman was replaced by the far more menacing Eric Campbell, and Chaplin stumbled upon a valid reason for, for Proviance's appearance. She and Charlie had just come to America as immigrants. Several other examples show Chaplin grinding away to no apparent purpose, only to come upon a perfect excuse for risible comedy. The second segment, The Great Director, features generous interviews with several of Chaplin's co-stars, such as Jackie Coogan, the kid from the same name movie, and the gold rush's Georgia Hale, who makes it abundantly clear that the romance she portrayed with Chaplin wasn't just acting. The bulk of the segment is devoted to City Lights, with Chaplin frustrated by Virginia Sherrill's initially limp acting as the blind flower girl. 
Cheryl interviewed here offers no ill will toward Chaplin, and it also details Chaplin's desperation to derive a plausible reason why the blind flower girl would think that the tramp is a rich man. Solution, the tramp, eluding a cop, slipped through the door of a real rich man's limo and thereupon met the flower girl. For me, the weakest segment is the final one, Hidden Treasures. The first half is mesmerizing, as it demonstrates how Chaplin would do casual comedy routines, such as at parties, that later turned up in his movies. The segment also shows a fascinating segment from a never-completed Chaplin film, The Professor, in which he was to play a rundown stage performer with a flea circus act, some of which Chaplin later incorporated into his feature film, Limelight. On the other hand, the segment also shows scenes which make perfectly clear why Chaplin deleted them. There's a very lengthy passage that was to have been in the circus, part of it even involving split-screen special effects, in which a jealous Charlie tries to prove himself superior to the circus's high-wire man. The movie, as is, states the theme and then moves on briskly. This protracted segment would have slowed the film down, and frankly, it doesn't even make sense on its own terms. At one point, Charlie is clearly, clearly irritated when a stranger in a restaurant bullies and pesters him, yet shortly thereafter, Chaplin befriends the same man to suit his own purposes. Huh? Similarly, deleted scenes from City Lights and Modern Times provide a big build-up to a small payoff. But these scenes are hardly enough reason to discourage any Chaplin buff from indulging in this lovingly produced documentary. It's as though Chaplin left one more remnant of film behind, just for some close friends. So please do seek out the wonderful unknown Chaplin. Uh, as I always say, I cannot state it categorically, but I think that if you look on the internet hard enough, you can find it for free viewing. So, as I said in my initial episode of this podcast, I really wanted to go in chronological order, but I indulged myself in the last couple of episodes to talk about some of my favorite Chaplin film or films. So, starting with the next episode, we will uh, go back again to 1914 and proceed from there in chronological order, and I hope you will stay with me and listen. Please subscribe to the podcast. I think you'll have more pleasures to come. Also, I have a Facebook page not directly related to this podcast, but I've had it up for years. So if you would like to contact me or join me on Facebook, please look under the name Another Charlie Chaplin Facebook page. And lastly, I adore feedback, just so I know that somebody is out there listening. So if you have anything to say about this podcast, positive, negative, or neutral, please feel free to email me at laughinggaspodcast at outlook.com. That's all one word, laughing gas podcast at outlook.com. So I thank you very much for listening. I hope you will spread the word about this podcast as I will have many more episodes to go. Until next time, this is Steve Bailey wishing you well and saying goodbye. <laughs>